this is not something that's going to happen overnight. This is a compound effect. This is a sophisticated business development strategy, which just takes away that feast and famine. It gives that consistency with something ticking away in the background. Welcome to the Resilient Recruiter Podcast. This is your host, Mark Whitby, and my co-host today is my colleague, Leanne Sarah Jones-Hunt. Hi, Leanne. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Fantastic. As many of you guys know, Leanne ran her own successful recruitment business for 10 years before becoming a coach. We've been working together for the last two years. In fact, our two-year anniversary was just this week, uh, building an amazing community of like-minded recruitment business owners. People who are coming together to share ideas, learn strategies for leveling up their billings by 200 to 300% in six to 12 months. And so I wanted to mix things up today and create more variety on this show. So in addition to the interviews that I normally do, Leanne and I will be doing a series of episodes where we share insights that we've gained from working with hundreds of successful recruitment business owners. And we're going to start with a series about the biggest mistakes that we see recruiters and recruitment business owners making. Mistake number one is relying on repeat business and referrals, relying on repeat business and referrals and forgetting that we must never, ever stop developing new business. And I say forgetting because we all know this, right? We know that the way to avoid the feast-famine cycle is to continue marketing and business development activities even when you're really, really busy. The problem is that the market has been so hot over the last 18 months that recruiters have developed amnesia and they've forgotten what we've all just been through and, you know, as recently as 2020 and they're acting like this crazy overheated market is going to last forever. Leanne, what are some of the things we hear recruiters saying that gives us alarm bells? Yeah, some of the things we hear are, I don't need any more clients. I need more candidates. Um, I don't have time for business development because I've got several roles on already and I just don't have the bandwidth or the capacity um, for any more roles. So people just feel that they don't need to do any business development when they have live searches on. Um, and we're hearing this so often um, from really smart recruiters who obviously should know better, really. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm really disturbed about this. So let's dig into it. What are the signs that you've been neglecting your marketing and business development? So we are hearing from our members that they're relying too heavily on referrals. Um, they're being reactive. They're not being proactive with their business development activities. So business development seems to be taking a bit of a backseat when they have these live searches on. And it's that all or nothing mentality. So they're not setting aside that uh, consistent time um, or outsourcing uh, this time for business development either. So it's just, um, I guess, we're advocates in terms of the program that we're, we teach in terms of being proactive rather than reactive, um, because that leaves you in a really vulnerable position. Totally. Like, I, I think everybody listening can agree proactive is always better than reactive because it puts you in control. Anything else to add? Um, so I guess it's the sort of cliche saying that too many eggs in one basket, but it happens. I did it myself as a recruitment business owner. You know, you get comfortable with your legacy clients. Um, and again, that's a real vulnerability as well. Um, and it's like what you were saying, Mark, in terms of this feast and famine cycle. Uh, recruiters have been feasting for a long time 
time and eventually there will be a reduction in demand for hiring. So it's striking that balance, thinking of the bigger picture and not just the present. Um, and that when members, well, members have been saying it recently, but when people and recruiters come to the end of a search with nothing ready to start, then that creates that panic and that um, sort of feast and famine cycle again. So this neglection of business development and only focusing on BD when um, the pipeline is drying up needs to change. It needs to be something that's ticking away in the background always. A hundred percent. You know, I've fallen into this trap myself, Leanne, when like thinking back to when I started my business in 2001, I was really hustling. I was constantly doing business development, you know, uh, telephone, you know, going and visiting clients, networking. And then what happened is I got busy and that led to getting comfortable and relying on, you know, a handful of key clients that just kept giving me repeat business um, over and over that kept me, you know, kept me busy. And I stopped doing the thing that made me successful in the first place. And then in the Great Recession in 2008, I lost three out of my four biggest clients overnight and 50% of my income. And that's what finally, because, and I learned that lesson multiple times in my career, but that was the time that I said, I am never, ever, ever going to let that happen again because it was just so painful. So the analogy I give recruiters is that, yes, you are busy recruiting, but the candidate uh, side of the business is just one wheel of your bicycle and the client side is the other wheel. And to make your bicycle you know, go fast and to get real traction, you need to have both wheels turning at the same time. So that's why in our Inner Circle Coaching Program, we've developed 12 different sales, sales strategies and 17 different inbound marketing strategies. So that's 29 different strategies people can implement. And we give them a step-by-step process to follow. Um, and yet we still see people fall into this trap. So the message I want you guys to take away from this uh, podcast episode is you can never have too many clients. I know like the objection or I'm going to label this an excuse that I hear recruiters making is, you know, Mark, I don't, I don't want to take on more business because I won't be able to service it. I won't be able to deliver, you know, the quality that I'm uh, delivering and so on. And what how, what would you say to this objection, Leanne, when people say that in our group, oh, I'm too busy to take on new clients, what do we, you know, what do we tell them? Yeah, I guess we get them to do a bit of an audit of their existing clients, which um, is actually a bit of a teaser for our next episode that we're going to cover. Um, but that's the first thing, like how, what's the quality of the positions that you're actually working on? Is it where you want to be? Is it against your criteria um, in terms of, is it retained? Is it exclusive? Um, but also if the demand demand for hiring is out there and actually you don't feel you have the capacity or the bandwidth and maybe it's start to it's a time to start looking to expand your team um, either with a virtual assistant or a recruiter um, because you're just leaving money on the table if that's the case so um, I guess it is kind of thinking of the bigger picture and expanding your um, mind in terms of what's possible um, rather than just closing the door to, to clients because you're too busy. 100%. Like if that, if you're literally too busy to take on new clients, then why be satisfied with that? You're leaving money on the table. You need to do something to expand your capacity to live, deliver, as Leanne said, either, you know, hiring someone uh, another recruiter on your team or leveraging virtual assistance offshore. The other thing in terms of 
you know, auditing your clients and, and possibly looking to upgrade your clients is if you're genuinely that busy, maybe you're not charging enough. Maybe it's time to increase your, uh, your fee percentage and, um, you know, and, and the beautiful thing about b- being in that position where you feel like you're so busy that you can walk away from business or you don't need new business is that enables you to be more selective and cherry pick the, the clients you truly want to partner with on the basis of, you know, how committed are they, you know, and are they willing to pay you uh, a good fee for your service? Leanne, can you give an example from our members of someone who's really embraced this and embodies like having made this shift in their in their business? Yeah, there's been several, but um, in particular, Alexis. So Alexis, when she joined us, I did her onboarding call and I remember her saying her business was solely uh, reliant upon referrals, um, but now she's got a business development machine. So she put in place some of the strategies that we teach, which has now generated and um, now generates uh, five to 15 appointments per week on autopilot so she obviously feels this is a complete game changer for her um somebody who was perhaps it was out of her comfort zone to be proactive with her business development so um she's done that in terms of a combination of a virtual assistant automation um and just really looking at her recruitment process um so there'll be many listeners who probably recognize this pattern too like being reliant upon legacy clients and like we were saying earlier being reactive and just dealing with your existing clients by default because that's the way it's been for many years. So she's not alone, but she's really transformed um, her business now. And if people do want to uh, see a short video with Alexis where she describes about this system that she's put in place, then they can go to uh, recruitmentcoach.com forward slash game changer. Fantastic. All right. Awesome. So thinking about business development, um, Maybe people are picturing a scenario where, I, I don't know uh, if you did this in your office, Leanne, but you do power hours and you stand up and you do cold calling for you know the morning with your team or, or what have you. And sometimes when people start their own business, then they just don't want to, you know, they can't picture themselves doing that. So, you know, what, what else could they be doing in terms of, you know, utilizing that business development time. Yeah, so obviously it's changed and completely evolved with technology and and various different different mediums and different touch points now. So for example, um you know, there definitely is still a place for the phone. We're not, you know, discrediting the phone at all. Um but you have text messaging, you have LinkedIn outreach, uh, voice notes, personalized video, uh, LinkedIn content, um email, um and even conferences. Yesterday um on our coaching call Rebecca was saying how she's generated uh, three different client leads just by going to a face-to-face conference. So I think now things are opening up. People need to remember that that's just as important in terms of a business development um, strategy and activity as well. 100%. And so there are many different channels now, and it's about creating a multi-step, uh, multi-channel business development strategy. Then, And all of those different uh, methods of outreach contribute to that 
overall campaign. So it's not just about making cold calls or even just sending emails. There's not one thing, unfortunately, that is going to open the floodgates and bring you all the clients that you need. You need a sort of blended strategy. Mm-hmm. And equally, this probably sounds um, slightly overwhelming if you're somebody that's just um, focused on the phone or email. And this is not something that's going to happen overnight. This is a compound effect. Um, as you said, it's a blended approach. So um, this is a sophisticated business development strategy, which just takes away that feast and famine. It gives that consistency with something ticking away in the background. And I don't think we've touched on it just yet, but um, this doesn't have to be all down to you as well as the recruitment business owner. You know, we are advocates for hiring virtual assistants to help with this process, but also to analyze your recruitment process and think about the activities where you can um, automate them as well. 100%. So, Let's wrap up. Based on everything we've talked about today, hopefully you can identify, you know, what we've been talking about. Think about your own business and where you are in relation to this topic. Have you fallen into this trap of maybe you're really emphasizing delivery and business development has taken a back seat? If so, uh, Leanne, what are some simple actions that people can take today to kickstart their business development? So the obvious one is to set aside non-negotiable time in your calendar. So a minimum one hour per day. Um, So no matter how busy you are, um, set aside that time. Make this task smaller if it is feeling of too mammoth for you in terms of your day-to-day. But the most important thing here is that it's sustainable, something that you're genuinely going to do every day. So start with one hour and then you'll see that it may be a compound effect, as I mentioned earlier. So that's the the first um, of simple tip or action um, I would advise. Next is try something new. So we've gave a list there of different mediums and different channels. So for example, uh, LinkedIn voice notes on the um, LinkedIn mobile app, you can send a voice note um, or personalized video. And that also cuts through the noise of all the messages that people might be receiving. It's just slightly different angle to take. Um, And then the third uh, simple action that you can take today is look at your sales process. Do that analysis. Um, What parts can be automated or outsourced, um, i.e. email outreach or um, going down the route of hiring a virtual assistant? Fantastic. Thanks, Leanne. So my question for you, dear listener, is what are you going to do today to get this into action? I want you to really think about this and like give yourself at least one of the, Leanne's given three examples, do something today, take one action today to put this into uh, practice. And secondly, ask yourself, how can I make this fun? How can I make this something I actually enjoy and I'm excited about? And if you are looking for more ideas, Leanne and I are going to be hosting a live webinar on August 15th, and it's called The Six Pillars of a Successful Seven-Figure Recruitment Business. So it's a one-hour masterclass. It's completely free. Uh, It's happening again on the 15th of August. It's uh, 11 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, which is 4 p.m. U.K. Time. And if you want to register for that free masterclass, it's recruitmentcoach.com forward slash webinar. 
So, Leanne, do you have any final thoughts for today? Yeah, just that BD must be happening continuously in the background, be it automation or delegated to a VA or yourself. Um, I just want to highlight that that nurturing process and planting the seed is um, something that just needs to be happening. Um, Some partnerships, as people know, take time to come into fruition. So we've also seen how quickly things are changing with our members. So it was a couple of months ago we covered uh, candidate email campaigns as a hot topic of the month back in May, I think it was. Um, and it's switched full, full circle now in terms of our members asking for more ideas on client generation. So this month, um, we're holding a client email campaign masterclass and workshops. So be mindful that you need to always be thinking about the two wheels on the bicycle um, that Mark was speaking about earlier. Fantastic. 100%. So join us next time. We're, Leanne and I are going to be talking about working with the wrong clients. Leanne, do you want to give a flavor of what we're going to be covering? Yeah, so it's that audit of your existing legacy clients and moving forward, what's going to be your criteria that you want to work to when starting new partnerships with clients. So looking at um, what's the partnership that you have in place? Is it exclusive? Is it retained? Um, what is the fees? How quickly do they come back on candidates? How efficient is their hiring cycle? Do they pay on time? How attractive? is that employer. Um, I think in terms of our job order scorecards that we offer um, our members, it's very it's very insightful and eye-opening in terms of putting these objective figures and scores on clients rather than just that gut feel and how um, your relationship has been for X amount of years. So yeah, looking forward to um, diving a bit deeper on this next time. Fantastic. All right. This was fun. Yeah, really fun. Uh, looking, looking forward to the next one. Until then, make it a great day. Thanks, Thanks Leanne. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to The Resilient Recruiter. If you've enjoyed the show, the best way you can show your support is to click that subscribe button. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.